This is Mission.org. I'm Alec Baldwin, and you're listening to Marketing Trends and the Leeds Art Week. Hello, and welcome to Marketing Trends. This is producer Ben Wilson. Today's episode of Marketing Trends features an interview with Susan Campbell, Marketing Group Manager at Panasonic USA. On this episode, Susan talks about how she is growing her content marketing team through understanding her customer storyline, how consumers play into B2B marketing, the importance of bringing teams together, and much more. Enjoy. Marketing Trends is created by the team at Mission.org and sponsored by Salesforce Pardot, B2B marketing automation on the world's number one CRM. Are you ready to take your B2B marketing to new heights? With Pardot, marketers can find and nurture leads, close more deals, and maximize ROI. Learn more by visiting pardot.com slash podcast or click the link in the show notes. Here is your host, Ian Faison. Welcome to Marketing Trends. I'm Ian Faison, Chief Content Officer here at Mission.org. And I have in our little fishbowl in the center of serious decisions... Susan, how's it going? Very good, Ian. Thanks so much. I'm a longtime listener, so I'm so excited hey. to be a guest on the program. <laughs> Thank you. We I, appreciate that. I listen all the time on my way into the work and to work. So I have a very long commute. So I cover quite a few episodes. <laughs> I love that. Thank you. We we appreciate I did not know that. That's cool. That uh, was one of the things that attracted me to the Salesforce booth here today. I was like, oh, I listen to the podcast. I I want to go talk to these guys. That's great. Well, we're excited to talk to you. You know. You have a really interesting background with some some stints at some some huge companies, most recently Panasonic USA. Can you share a little bit about kind of your roles and responsibilities at Panasonic? Sure. I've always worked predominantly for really large companies, but I am perpetually in startup mode. I always like to take the assignments that are, we're going to launch this new technology or we're going to do something we've never done before. And that's kind of the space I love to live in. Um, It's my kind of crazy. So right now at Panasonic, I'm leading our digital marketing group. So we're developing content for our website, manage the search, social content development, and also our marketing automation. So Wonderful. Yeah, so we're sort of on that startup mode of MarTech stack, and we're figuring that out as we go and trying to get smarter each day and get a little better at the marketing game. You have been featured in the past about how you fill your B2B pipeline with content marketing. Can you explain like some of the ways that you're looking at content marketing that might be like unique or different? Well, I think what content marketing has sort of done for our group, we're a very, you know, large company, but still a very small team that's responsible for content. So there's all four of us working in our uh, little content group. So one of the things that we started off early on was looking to how do we develop our own content, but how do we syndicate some licensed content? So we started off down that venture really as a way to fuel a conversation through email marketing. And then as that became kind of up and running and um, we had some good success with that. We then looked at how do we connect that to the other parts of our business? So we started blogging and we started to really drive that content to our blog. And once we had a more robust blog, then we started using the content marketing in our social. So we really look at content holistically now. I mean, this has been a couple year journey for us. And internally now we've 
organized ourselves as a content team. And that's not really an official, you know, reporting structure or org structure, but it's a group of us who all touch content or work with content in some form or fashion. So while I have a lot of the digital marketing responsibility directly, I don't manage paid media. And so our paid media and our earned media or the PR teams are in contact with a lot of content providers. Yeah, right? totally. So we really saw the need if we want to be integrated marketers and have a unified customer journey, we have to be an integrated marketing team. Yeah. Regardless of what organization structure existed, we had to get together and say, for example, we're working on a thought leadership piece for supply chain. Oh, well, that's interesting. We just bought some syndicated content on supply chain with a provider or, oh, now we know we have a subject matter expert inside. Let's interview them for an earned piece on, you know, supply chain. So yeah. it wasn't until we really came together as an internal group and even with our agency partners came out of our silos and said, you know, let's work across the customer experience and focus on the customer that we really started to see content be kind of that fuel. It really brought us together and it really brought our marketing efforts together. Can I tell you something that you probably don't know. <laughs> so I was in the army for uh, oh, really? for a while. Yeah. And so you use tough books. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> I use tough books. So when I was in, I was in Southern Colorado, a station in Colorado. And every time we would go to the field, all of our, you know, in our combat operations center, everyone right. had tough books. That's awesome. Um, yeah. So I had a tough book for, I think I, I think you had to play to Afghanistan with a tough book too. Okay. I can't remember. Yeah. But yeah, no. So I'm, I'm familiar with the tough book. I'm intimately familiar, probably That's more fabulous. than, uh, more than the average. Yeah. And like, you know, because of the, what I was doing in the army is like, I had my rifle and my tough book every That's day. Right. Well, it's, it's interesting that you say that because tough book just celebrated its 20th anniversary. Wow. So yeah, fully rugged computers for 20 years and U.S. military and Plenty of other customers are really big and important customers to us, but we're actually working on a campaign right now. We're focusing on when you say you had your rifle and your tough book, it's about the tools you take to work. Yeah. And that computer you take to work is just as important in some instances as your rifle if you're oh, in the military. I mean, for me, for or, right. Sure. Right. Yeah. So and really getting into content marketing and and having a deeper knowledge of what our customers are going through has really helped us develop more content, right? Because once you get into that storyline and you understand the job that the people who use your products have to do, there's so much more to write about. There's so much more to talk about. And it really has also even influenced our product development too. We talk to a lot of our customers about situations they encounter in the field and how the product either exceeds their expectations or maybe doesn't meet their expectation. And we constantly iterate on that. So, yeah, I mean, it's a really important point. I mean, for me, I know that, you know, early on in my military career, one of the things that one of my mentors taught me, she's like, the thing that makes the American military great is that we can get a bottle of water to someone at the very, you know, at in the most desolate place and that that person is going to have a communication signal to be able to communicate back to, to wherever they need to go. And I always thought that was a really interesting point when you said that the supply chain that you're, you know, doing content around supply chain. Yeah. I, I thought that was really interesting because when you are in a situation where, you know, whether it's your 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 laptop or whatever it is, is your primary means of communication, it's your primary means of, you information. know, reaching your, yeah, information, reaching your family, 
you know, I had I had three computers when I was deployed because <laughs> you have, you know, like the secret stuff right, and then right. you know, classified stuff and then you know, all that. Uh, so, again, it's part of your, you know, every single day life. And we were working 20 hour days. Right. So right. I was on a computer 20 hours a day. If that thing doesn't work, like it's a bad day. Right. Um, and, a, and a lot of our content focuses around sort of that cost of failure. Right. Yeah. So uh, what is the total cost of ownership and having a computer that's highly reliable in the most wicked of circumstances and the most extreme temperatures or, you know, think about a, a laptop that's mounted in a police car. Yeah. So people just think, oh, yeah, you just, you know, put it on a, a stand and clamp it in. Well, the vibration in a police car will will rattle to blue screen most consumer devices. Wow. Or, you know, that police officer that's in you know, Austin, Texas in August, the 117 degrees that can reach inside the dashboard temperatures, that's going to mess with the internal guts of a laptop. So there's so much more to it. And and there's a really robust story to tell. And I think that maybe that's why we get so excited about content marketing on the Tough Book line, because the possibilities are infinite in terms of talking about what the product can do to support the customer and then their customer in some points where, where we're dealing with a you know, an insurance company who's got their adjusters using the, oh, yeah. the laptops to take pictures in the field so they can get a quicker claim resolution for their end user customer. So there's just a lot of uh, a lot of fish in that sea to go fishing for more and more stories. Totally. And it, and it goes back to what you said about integrated marketing. If you're not as the people creating content, if you're not aligned with, you know, PR, who's a lot of times like getting those stories from the front lines, if you're not, you know, aligned with the people, you know, who are doing paid, and if all of you aren't kind of rowing in the same direction, there's a lot of stuff that's going to drop out of the bottom of the barrel. Absolutely. You know what I mean? Like you're just going to lose a lot of those stories. And ultimately, when you have such a cool thing to talk about, there's infinite really cool stories to tell. And there's also great insights within each of those disciplines, right? So for example, on the search team, we're you know focused on search engine optimization and we're really interested in what are our customers searching for and what are those keywords and what are those insights? Well, on the media team, they're buying media and they're also looking at doing remarketing. Well, they need to know what search terms so that they can remarket based on those keywords, right? But if they're not, if we're not getting together as what we call our content team, they're not sharing that information because search engine folks are in their silo heads down and the media teams in their silo heads down. And even though sometimes we have multiple functions at an agency, there's silos within our silos, you yeah, know? Totally. So now that we've, we've brought folks together and we just kind of keep each other up to speed on what we're working on and what, you know, what tools and information and insights we have access to, now the the media team just called the other day and they're like, hey, we just used the, you know, the idea lab on the content management platform to come up with keywords to inform our remarketing campaign. I was like, yeah, yeah. we made it. Like, yeah. This is organically people are starting to see the value that, oh, we can help each other just by sharing the little bits we know from our lane. How does consumer play into B2B? for you all because because you have such a strong consumer brand and I'm not sure you know how siloed those two functions right. are like how do you look at potentially piggybacking off of some of the consumer marketing that happens or, or maybe that doesn't happen at all yeah so funny enough the Panasonic 
brand has been around 100 years. So we just celebrated our 100th anniversary. Wow. Um, yeah, it's kind of freaky to think about that. But anyway, the the consumer side of the business in the United States has really taken a backseat to the B2B business. Wow. But because that brand had been around for so long and it was so prominent, people still think of Panasonic as a consumer electronics company. So what we generally talk about in, in in that instance is, you know, it's the same technology that goes into the batteries that we put in a laptop is the same battery technology that we're building at the Gigafactory that go into Tesla automobiles. Totally. Or it's the same cameras that we have. We do a lot of broadcast cameras and we make um, cameras for s- cinema. So those same cameras, that camera technology goes into our security cameras so that when you're capturing, you know, the 360 images to see who's maybe taking something that doesn't belong to them, you're getting that image quality in a security and surveillance <laughs> video camera. So we we use the same technology, the mark from a marketing perspective, we don't really there really isn't much consumer marketing in the U.S. now for Panasonic brand. It's more the B2B space is really what we're is the story we're telling these days. I know you got to get out of here very soon, but I wanted to do some quick, some quick lightning round oh, yeah, questions. Yeah, yeah. All right. <laughs> um, fast and easy questions. See, you already know all the lightning round questions because you've listened to the show, uh, but I'll, okay. I'll sprinkle in some, some, uh, some other ones. Some curveball. Okay. Um, Fast and easy questions, just like marketing automation with Pardot. Are you ready? I'm ready. Number one, what campaign have you done in your career that's your favorite? Oh, that's a really good question. I would have to say, so I was 19. I've been around a really long time, but um, 1998, I did a commercial for the Super Bowl. I was working at AT AT&T and... uh, it was a campaign to the music from the Go-Go's Our Lips Are Sealed. Mm. And it, okay, this is 98. So today it won't sound so freakish, but in 98, we made this stuff up, yeah, right? Yeah, totally. So it was about Angela and Angela's at her, at the lightning round. This is a long answer, sorry. Yeah, it's all good. But <laughs> she's at the lunch table in her junior high school and she tells her friends she likes Bobby Templeton. And before the end of the day, it's on text, email, cell phone, you know, it's all throughout the school. She gets home. She's just disgusted. Even her mother knows. And then the only reason her mother knew was because Bobby was in the living room waiting to see her because he liked her, too. Oh, that's so adorable. it was kind of a fun commercial and that it was kind of fantasy at that point in time. But now it's everyday life. That's crazy. So, I mean, yeah. So you're just kind of leaning forward on what was going to be able to be possible. Yeah. Trying to, you know, say at that point in time, we were talking about someday cell phones will be your only phone. Now we're living that. Yeah. Who has a landline anymore? What about your least favorite campaign? Oh, that's an easy one. So again, at AT AT&T, I shot a commercial, very large expense that never made the light of day. It was a really funny commercial. We shot it up in Canada with an up-and-coming director who's now, like, wickedly famous. But at the time, he was a young guy, and it was really funny. But at that same point in time, the uh, head of marketing for AT&T at the time decided we were going to have a very serious, unified voice. And so... Mm. All the senior managers were at the agency that day to have that conversation. And we go show our rough cut. How do you like it? And you just got the death stare. And so that was my Hello, Judy. That was the name of the commercial. And it was my first produced, but never, never aired. What was the commercial? 
It was about, um, it was international long distance calling and it was really fun and lighthearted and tongue in cheek, but they wanted to get very serious and, you know, emotional and all this other kind of stuff. So it was totally, it was off the wall. It was kind of like fraternity house almost ish kind of funny silliness. Because the world knows we need way more serious yeah. content coming yeah. from that's hilarious. <laughs> like, come on. I wouldn't I mean, I know that there's some funny commercials that backfire, but that did not have any chance of backfiring. I mean, it was funny. It just they decided it wasn't on brand. They were going in a new direction for, you know. So my eyes are rolling. Um, <laughs> what do you do for fun? For fun, I ride horses. Oh. I'm a crazy horse show girl. I uh, hang out with teenage girls, and we ride our horses and go to horse shows together. And Our producer, Hillary, lives in New York, and she oh, really? has a horse. Yeah. Oh, that's so cool. Yeah, she. I don't know where the stables are, but... Um, yeah, she, I might see her at some horse shows. I know, right? <laughs> My horse's name is Bob. Oh, shout out to Bob. <laughs> I can't wait to get home to see him. <laughs> what app are you using on your phone that's the most fun? Probably, I would probably say Instagram. It's how I keep in touch with my kids, how I keep in touch with my friends. I learn a lot. I like to think that's how I stay young, staying in touch with the young people. So, Favorite vacation spot? Branningham Lake, New York. Uh, we have a, a family house up there for generations. My children are fifth generation. Oh, that's cool. On the lake. So, yeah. So when we go up there, it's a teeny tiny town, farm town. Where, where is it? It's Western New York, like Western side of the Adirondack Park. Oh, okay. I went to West Point, so I spent a lot of time in upstate New York. Yeah, yeah. So there's um, Watertown. There's a big military base. Oh, I know Waters. Yeah. Yeah, That's where, um, yeah, Fort Fort Drum. Fort Drum. Exactly. Yeah. Um, What are you most excited about for the future of marketing? That it never stops changing. That, I, I, like I said, I'm, I've always sort of been in startup mode in my career. I don't like to stay and do the same thing. I want to start it up, kick it off, and then kind of hand it off to somebody. You know, status quo is just not my thing. So the thing that I'm most excited about marketing is that it's constantly changing. There's new technology, new ways of doing things. It's just constantly improving. And I sort of am like an efficiency junkie. I just want to always do it better, faster, smarter, cheaper, whatever. So um, the opportunity to do that and to do some really cool things is what makes me so excited about marketing space. What question do you never get asked that you wish we had asked you today? Oh, God, that's a great question. Um, (laughs) I would like to be asked the question, how would you like to lead this new organization that's going to go do great things? That's the question I always like to get asked. How would you lead this organization that's going to do great things? First of all, I think I would find folks who are really excited and passionate about doing great things and who are committed to it. You know, one of the speakers recently said while we we're here at Serious Decisions Conference, what are you willing to die for and then live for that? And I think... I don't know that I'm willing to die for my work, but I do take it pretty seriously, yeah. probably to the extreme. And I want to work shoulder to shoulder with people who are that as enthusiastic. I mean, to me, the opportunity to do good work is really the reward for that work. So I like to have the opportunity to try new things, to to be with people who are going to have fun, whether you win, lose or draw. You know, there's something to learn when you lose and there's things to learn all the time. But, you know, it's, it's awfully fun when you hit a home run and you launch a campaign that's wildly 
successful, but that doesn't happen every time. But being able to still enjoy the journey when you're working through something that maybe isn't pleasant or doesn't go well, or, you know, you're all set to go in one direction and you get the, oh, got to go left now, you know, and you're frustrated by that. But, you know, so what? Just move on. Susan, it was great having you on. We got to get you to the airport. Um, well, yeah, I hope the only lightning I see today is right here at the yeah. Salesforce booth. But uh, <laughs> um, this is great. You're awesome. Thank you so much. It was my pleasure talking with you. Yeah, talk soon. Okay, cheers. Thanks for listening to this episode of Marketing Trends. Marketing Trends is created by the team at Mission.org and sponsored by Salesforce Pardot. World-class marketers use Pardot to generate and nurture leads, close more deals, and maximize ROI at every stage of the sales cycle. Empower your marketing team to become revenue-generating superheroes and let Pardot's data analysis keep an eye on the bottom line. Learn more by visiting pardot.com slash podcast or click on the link in the show notes. You have eight seconds to make a connection or risk a click away onto the next topic. The difference lies in your ability to deliver relevant experiences to your audience across devices and across channels. But delivering on a really great experience is impossible without the right people and the right technology. You've got the right people, but your technology choices will make or break someone's experience with your brand. At the center of gravity of your digital experience, Brightspot Content Management System can deliver relevant content, personalized experiences, and cross-channel synergies to create unforgettable brand experiences. So you can be a bright spot in someone's day. Head over to brightspot.com forward slash marketing trends to find out right now. From global crisis to hunger relief efforts, The messages you deliver save lives, inform important decision-making, and help keep communities safe and sound. The speed and scale of your content needs to be delivered faster and on a much larger scale. Brightspot Content Management System has supported some of the world's largest brands to communicate on a global scale. From Johnson & Johnson sharing critical information with their customers to helping Whole Foods tell their brand story to a global audience. Brightspot is designed to handle rapid iteration and personalized messages to those you care about most. Learn more at brightspot.com forward slash marketing trends.